I have been looking forward to this episode for a long time. We're in the middle of calving and I just haven't had the chance to edit it. But I have now. It is up and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, I am so excited for today's um, episode. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. Still just kind of getting up and at him. Yeah, I am. Um, I tried to tag you in something yesterday and it, it wouldn't let me. Oh, yeah? It Was said, I? A... I tried to tag EOM and it said I couldn't tag because you'd vi- they had violated something and that you were untaggable or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually it's not the page that's uh, untaggable, but who knows? I don't know anymore. They've got this new thing they're doing now. If, if you go to Facebook jail, um, even once you're out, they still still have you penalized. You can't, um, I don't know how it even works because I seem to be able to post in, in groups and stuff. But it says that I won't be able to participate in groups for 30 days, um, even after you're out of Facebook jail. It's, Facebook's just turning into such a slew. Yeah. that I, I I'm shocked any of us are still using it to be honest with you especially those of us who are you know regenerative agriculture advocates or meat pro meat people um we uh we tend to uh, be stifled quite a bit I find so it's it's absolutely crazy yeah and and you know if you're like me and you have um lots and lots and lots of vegan fans um, they just search my name out and they will mass report every utterance and just just to see which sticks. My last my last Facebook jail um, little stint was <laughs> I can't say what I ended up saying, but <laughs> this this vegan came on to like most of my personal page. It's not as long, you know, just edit it out. You're, you can say it if you like. <laughs> well, <laughs> Okay, so on my personal page, uh, I keep most things just uh, public because I I don't talk about personal stuff so much. So I have lots of jokes, as you know, and I show pictures of my pugs and, and, you know, why, why keep that all private, right? Yep. Um, and, and, and I found that Facebook actually now defaults to public, no matter even if you had set your, um, your limitations to only friends. I didn't realize for that. Anyways, long story short, he found one of my many public posts. So even though he wasn't a friend, he could, he could kind of attack me. So he, he, you know, I, I got to give him credit for how much he, he worked at this because he, he did the EOM logo and he uh, reorganized it to say unethical omnivore. And it was really a good job. <laughs> like there was no, he didn't cross things out. He redid the whole logo. And then, um, and then, so I blocked him, just didn't bother to say anything. So he, he literally made, he cloned me. So he came back in Alana Joe Salant to talk to me. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. And then he, um, he did one other thing. Anyways, I, I reported both things and, and reported his account. And then I don't know if you know, he, he sent me a private message, like literally threatening me. 
saying that all the vegans were out to get me till I die and oh just just vile I reported that nothing but I I, finally I just said to him aren't you the most useless cum sock (laughs) oh my goodness yeah and then I of course I got reported and I was harassing him at that point he's not a friend he's cloning my page he's bastardizing my logo but I'm the one who goes to jail and that's how broken Facebook is Oh yeah, it's crazy. You know, I am. Um, I had my ad account cancelled. So we're a B branch, and we, when we first started out, Facebook was huge for us, like marketplace and kind of advertising locally, because you can immediately kind of reach so many different groups. Like I could advertise in a Kelowna group or a Vancouver group, and people would ask, you know, would make an order for our beef. This is absolutely. Years ago, the last Facebook's been getting stricter and stricter, and. Now you're not allowed to sell any animal products at all, like leather, bones, meat, anything related to an animal on Facebook. And last year they were starting to get stronger and my ad account got canceled because we were advertising beef. Like they, I got so many warnings and then they just shut my account down. And I ended up, I don't think you can now, but I ended up actually being able to speak to someone in Facebook. Like I, you could go on and they, I arranged a call and I was like wanting to set up ads and it was a marketing expert. And the example, the ad example that they had on their business um, platform was a roast beef sandwich shop, beef. And I'm like, well, you just canceled my whole ad account because I sell beef. Yet your example is this sandwich shop that specializes in roast beef. Like, how is that even fair? Like, it was just crazy. So was this a live person you said? I spoke to a live person. Yeah, I actually ended up speaking to someone in San Francisco, so the same time zone that helped me set up um, a campaign and then different ads under the campaign. So one would hit messenger and one would hit like your wall and it was targeted. And she kind of explained that it had to be, it's a learning algorithm. So if you just do a three-day boost, it's a waste of money and you have to do like, at least 10 days so it learns and have it up there for 30 days and we set all of this up with her online and then Facebook cancelled my ad account and I'm like but why when your example on your marketing website is a is someone who sells beef (laughs) well how did they even explain that then they couldn't they couldn't we ended up having to you because it's for the business so we have our our business account and um Both my husband and I are both, I guess, admin of our Waikikahe Ranch page. So I just started right. ad from his login, not mine. And now we don't run ads at all. We don't do any ads anymore. We use, um, well, I think we have a big enough following that we don't advertise now. But it was just so frustrating. It was just ridiculous. We well, they, they've, well, I don't know if you know this, but why, I, I just put a headset on. Can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, good. Um, I just don't want the background noise to be my dogs snoring here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They initially did that whole animal thing. So people wouldn't be selling um, exotic animals. Yeah. Right. Because there was a lot of that going on and even like puppy mills and stuff like that. But, but they, but like Facebook, they do, they, they take it to everything too far. Right. And so now they've literally crippled all farmers. So I, I'm, 
Facebook just isn't the platform for us anymore. Not that I'm a farmer, but I'm a farm advocate. So it's, it's just absolutely not a, a platform for us. And the reach is ridiculous too. Like they've got so many stupid things going on with, uh, with like, like for instance, for me, um, because I went to Facebook jail because of a troll attacking me, mm -hmm. um, I can know, I can't boost posts on our main page. Not that I would ever give Facebook a red cent ever again. I have in the past, yeah. but the fact that they're even shooting themselves in the foot in that way is, is it show again, shows how broken they are. Yeah, for sure. You well, know, moving everything over to Instagram now. Yeah, Instagram. I'll, I'll put the same post in Instagram for me. We'll get like three times as much, even even though my my following is apparently, you know, only one third of what it is on Facebook. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, I don't think any of us is shocked about Facebook just hitting the ditch. It's not. I don't. I I honestly, even though there's billions of people, I don't think Facebook is really going to be a going concern in a couple of years. Young people don't even. It's it's uncool to even be on Facebook for the younger generations, and um, yeah. so just us old fogey, us old fogies are hanging on for dear life, you know. So anyway, yeah. um, so. I understand from being on like your um your Facebook page and your Instagrams and some of the things that you've posted and say that you you yourself used to be a vegan. I was. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna brag about being a you know a <laughs> five year long vegan and doing all the things. And this is like pre internet as well. So, um i I have taught yoga, um for thirty five years, and so in the 90s kind of when veganism was coming around like yoga has always basically you know it's been like least harm or 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 no harm or what have you so there's always been a like a vegetarian kind of a a theme to it you know that that's where you're leaning to um and so we all decided a group of us to to go vegan and it was kind of instilled in me. I went, um, I, I opened my own yoga studio finally, and I decided to go before I moved out of Vancouver, I moved to Lethbridge, Alberta to open my, my yoga studio. And I went on a month long uh, yoga retreat. And it was like forced veganism and not good veganism either. It's a way they, you know, saved oh, wow. money. But um, that by the end of it, by end of one month, I was already feeling some really adverse effects. <clears throat> Lethargic, I was cold all the time, I was getting sick. So after the month long, I, I, I extended it for another about 10 months. And I honestly do not know how people do it longer than a year. I, I, I don't get it because for me, it affected me kind of instantaneously. And then I was told like by my, you know, my yoga guru or mentor at the time um, that I was detoxing, you know, and, and now, you know, many years later, you don't detox from real food. No. Like a person can detox from a 30 year heroin addiction in 30 days so it doesn't take you that long to detox from meat 
if there was such a thing. But um, yeah, everything I I um, I had some mental health issues over it. Like I'm not a depressed person and I'm, I'm generally a pretty up person, but I found myself really struggling to stay uh, not depressed. And um, my muscles were weak. I was cramping up all the time and I did veganism um, as good as you can do it. Like I've always been a locavore. I've always followed uh, sustainable agriculture. So even, even the vegetables I eat are local and seasonal and regenerative. Um, and I've always been that way. You know, it was instilled in me as a child uh, uh, being raised by my grandfather. Um, so, so yeah. So anyways, I just, I also was in a car accident and my naturopath at the time told me that if I didn't start eating meat and especially organ meat at the time that he didn't want to see me anymore because I simply wasn't healing. Mm. So he was the first guy to introduce me to a farm in um, uh, Abbotsford, BC. I was living in Vancouver and that kind of started my love affair with these small uh, sustainable farms and uh, yeah, and here we are yeah. many years later. Wow. So Very that's my that's my story. I don't have this big, I was vegan for the animals. Like it was basically because it was the least harm. And at the time, you know, as we all know, um, vegetables were king. They've always been. We've been, we've been, we've been pushed to believe that green is is health and and you know red meat simply isn't and and the opposite the exact opposite is 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 true yeah for sure mm -hmm. i love my meat <laughs> oh well yeah me too so when and as a back was it was it pretty instantaneous that you're like wow i feel so much better now Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't a huge decision for me to make. I gave veganism a, a really solid try. And, you know, did it as, as well as I could with as many handfuls of supplements as I, I thought I needed. Even my naturopath was um, actually giving me B12 injections. So I was getting it right into the bloodstream. And it simply it didn't make um, a difference for me. I still deteriorated no matter what I tried. Um, so yeah, so back to red meat and I have a little anecdote, anecdotal story. I tell that, you know, the first, the first, uh, time I, I ate kind of a, a bloody steak after deciding to, to, to abandon this silly diet, my cells sang with joy <laughs> and I literally had instant energy. It was, it was quite incredible. I believe it. And, and that's the that's the common story a lot of people coming out of veganism have is they just they feel so good right away like Instant. within minutes yes i believe it for sure yeah have so, you ever have you ever tried ve vegetarianism or veganism yes i was i had a, i dabbled with vegetarianism when i was in my late teens um, mm -hmm. and and more because because in our teens, as we know, that's when we actually know it all. We, yeah, we, we 
everything. We, everything. we absolutely do. Just ask Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Let's I, not go down. Let's not go down that route. I, I, I'm trying not to swear in this podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, I was a vegan more, no vegan. I was a vegetarian because in my head, I didn't like how animals were treated that were destined for our plate. Like I didn't like chicken or lamb or beef or anything that had been factory farm kind of thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. eat because that's the best choice for me and the animals. I didn't know anything. And I tried so hard. And then I was like, but it's okay if my dad shoots a pheasant I'll eat that because it's had a great life and things like that and I remember going out for dinner there was it was a family dinner so my mom my dad my brother and they all ordered steak and I was like dagnammit I want it (laughs) and I I ordered I ordered the rarest it was like a fillet and a um, rare like rare I like it super rare and I was like yep I'm sold right I mean that was me I was I I probably did look like a cave woman when I had that steak it just like dripping down my chin and yeah as as bloody as as possible too yeah absolutely um I I did like I never was truly vegetarian but I did honestly do a lot of vegetarian and vegan days even when I was eating meat um until kind of I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago when I just started, yeah, flipping to just meat being the main um, bulk of my diet. And, and, uh, and I do love plant food. I'm not, I'm not here to, um, to say I'm a carnivore, but I am carnivore very much of the off growing season months because I I do practice what I preach I do like to buy local and I do believe we're supposed to be seasonal local eaters right so um yeah I I eat a lot of meat now and even before when I ate like heavy meat days I always felt somehow I don't know somehow like you're doing something wrong right yeah Uh, yeah health wise ethically and yeah I've got none of that anymore in me I I I now feel like if I do have my little you know donut binges or you know you've got to go to Italian restaurant eat eat all that free bread right Uh, and pasta you know that's now when I when I have the feelings of of guilt pangs when I when I know how monoculture is uh is is the true culprit here yeah I agree right yeah for sure we um I kind of I coin that we're we're flexitarian but not flexitarian of eating meat rarely but flexitarian in that we have we have meals that are meatless, but we we do eat meat every day. But everything we eat is either raised here on the ranch, or we swap it for um like our rancher two ranches down does chicken and pork, and we'll swap beef for chicken and pork. Oh, you're so lucky. Swap lamb. So I mean, every, they, I pretty and then another one they have um they have a fish a fishing boat uh on the coast. And they, but they live in Beaverdale, which is not far from us. And they go to the coast once a month, whatever. And we swap um, beef for um, sushi grade tuna and salmon. Oh, 
all right. kinds of things. So everything is local. And I, I know we're very fortunate, but I definitely do, like the flexitarianism that we kind of follow is local, sustainable, seasonal. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think if everybody bore that in mind, and even even the, the vegetarians and vegans out there, you know, is like, I, 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 you know, I do understand vegans, right? I do understand it, it just, it, it goes to the extreme, right? And so I, you know, why would I even start anything called ethical omnivore if it wasn't about animal welfare uh, quite predominantly, right? So I understand maybe not eating meat because you believe it's all coming from suffering. Um, but to attack, you know, ethical meat eaters is something I'll never understand. Uh, so yeah, I'm lucky as well. Locally, all my f farmers are my friends. Like my best girlfriend is, uh, you know, they have lamb, another good friend who used to, I used to live, uh, rent a, a room from her when I first moved to the city. Uh, they have a little co-op farm now and that's where I get my chicken and I have nothing but choices for beef but I do have my my favorite beef farmer and I have another friend who sells pork and so I'm I'm absolutely lucky fish is where I I, I struggle to find sustainable fish I am in the prairies here now in Vancouver it was a little bit easier for me yeah. uh, but again you know I, I find wild caught you know, salmon as, as often as I can. And uh, I don't eat all you can eat sushi anymore <laughs> because it's just, again, it's not sustainable. And I, I was probably an ocean conservationist before I was even uh, a truly uh, regenerative farm advocate. I, you know, I was out there, you know, protesting uh, shark finning, you know, before I started Ethical Omnivore. Yeah. Right? So, did you, yeah. Um, did the start of the EOM movement, the Ethical Omnivore movement, did it go hand in hand with your beginning to delve into regenerative ag agriculture or did one come before the other? Well, <laughs> I was already, you know, an ethical omnivore for, you know, decades, but interestingly okay this is how it came about so i was big into the i used to ha actually have a, a page called shark fin free bc mm -hmm. um and so i was doing that and then i went to see um a fellow who who uh did the documentary on the shark finning who who actually um died not a couple years ago um, and I found there was a lot of vegans there. And the girl I even went with, protesting with, was a vegetarian who went vegan. And she came to my apartment and we walked over together to see this documentary. Uh, and I was wearing a leather coat. And she said to me, you might not want to wear that. And I said, why? And she says, well, you know, there's going to be a lot of vegans there. And I was like, well, so, I mean, what, what should I put on a plastic 
you know, petroleum coat. Is that, would that appease everybody? And I wore it anyways, but it, it, and that was kind of when veganism was, was starting to, to really make a, a splash in the, in the early days. Right. And I decided to do some farm advocacy and that's kind of why I did it so even when I started ethical omnivore online was it we're coming up to our 10th anniversary this I started it um in April 22nd so Earth Day of uh, 2012 so we're we're coming up to our 10th anniversary like I just said and um that was all it was going to be was just me talking about there is ethical meat out there and then it, it just took on a life of its own and yeah i'm getting kind of well known for some good reasons and some not so good reasons <laughs> like there's people from the uk and people from ireland and people from europe that uh, follow the page Oh, we've got people all over the world for sure. I, I wish I could do a little. There was a time when I was I had a little bit more energy. <laughs> I wanted to have um, hubs in different countries, uh, but that takes you know finding people that are truly in line with with you know my vision. Yeah. You know, not just not just you know, you know. I ride a fine line out there because I'm kind of stuck right in the middle of you know the vegan movement and the um, industrial agriculture movement right we're right down the middle so we we kind of are a little bit fringe at this point right mm -hmm. um but yeah we're bigger than i thought we'd ever be and 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 something i never really thought i'd be i didn't think it would be this much of a a force to be honest with you and we kind of are you know, I'm the one who gets tagged in every fight that's out there. You should see my, when I open my phone each day, it's, it's shocking how many people have tagged me into fights. I've tagged you times. <laughs> I know, I know. I, and you're, yeah, you're, but I, I'm happily, I'm happily there. You know, I just, now I don't have to actually be in real time too much. I've got a whole file that I copy and paste my answers to, to vegans these days. I've started doing that too. <laughs> oh, just, it's too tedious to, to, to get, to have the same circular fights over and over and over again. Um, but at the very beginning, it was interesting because um, I was shocked that I would be hacked by vegans. Right. I didn't think they would be totally on board, but I was absolutely shocked at the at the viciousness. They were they were offended that I would ever uh, use the word ethical um, in our in our title. Right. Because there's to them, there's nothing. And that was when I fir first got my first taste of of how this was going to unfold. But the other thing, and I don't have this happen very often anymore, but at the beginning, now, now, now remember this, it was just me at, when I first started this and I was I was jumping into a bunch of groups you know, that were in line with, with my thinking and saying, you know, and even vegan groups I was in and saying, Hey, you know, those of you who are struggling as I did, you know, there are options. Um, so I guess I brought part of that on myself, but we were also like heavily attacked by the, um, chem 
group uh, people too. Yeah. The mono the monoculture people and the uh, even the the uh, industrial dairies and and uh, and such came in and visited and and we were called the devil by one group and we were called anecdotal hillbillies by the other group right so yeah it was interesting interesting indeed so right out of the shoot right out of the gates open i was um i was boots on the ground and fists in the in the air for sure we have some vegans who buy from us for their families like they they understand that they've made their choice and that's fine, but they're not going to enforce it onto onto their kids or their spouse or, you know, their grandkids or whatever. And they actually buy beef by the quarter from us so that they know that their families are getting ethical meat. Because we say one bad day, like if you're going to eat meat, you might, it, you're better off eating meat from a ranch like us than from some big feedlot where they don't care about their livelihood, really. And um, I said that to someone who was, have, she's still going now, actually, 24 hours later, she's still attacking my reel. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And she, I said that to her that, well, we have, we have vegans who buy from us, so we can't be that bad. And she just went off on them. <laughs> oh, vegans who hate other vegans who aren't vegan enough. That's the funniest shit you'll ever run into. Yeah. It's yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because you have the real abolitionist vegans that those are the guys that that are fighting for no domestic animals at all. Right. No pets, no seeing eye dogs, no rescue dogs, no drug dogs, no police dogs, no, you know, no family pets, nothing. Right. Those are the those are the abolitionists. And yeah, they'll attack any vegan who's who's uh but then there's also the 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 ones who have their little um their uh slave enslaved pets or dogs and they're they're okay because they're rescued <laughs> and and they're they they still on or they're on the evol, uh, abolitionist uh side of things too so they'll make allowances for themselves for sure i was like saying to this to this lady so don't your energies would be better off spent fighting and campaigning against the big industrial corporations not a small oh no that's way too hard yeah that's way too hard yeah you can't do that that takes like that takes true activism exactly (laughs) right you know and and you're also their customers because as we all know industrial um crop agriculture cereal crop more specifically and industrial animal agriculture they walk hand in hand you can't separate those two no they are they are uh they are they're they're partners in crime for sure and so vegans who who think that they're they're not supporting industrial agri animal agriculture but are 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 supporting industrial crop agriculture they're they're deluded absolutely deluded i had um like my my kind of not argument but i i mean i don't care what you eat you do you boo you know i am <laughs> yeah what happens you do you as long as it's regenerative and sustainable and this this one had come on and she started attacking us about all kinds of things and i was i think it wasn't long after i did my big my big carousel about the death toll and how no no choice is death free it's just that we acknowledge and 
uh, the sacrifice and we're at peace with that. But if you look at the avocados or the almonds or the crops and the hundreds of thousands of animals that die per acre, whether they're hummingbirds that are caught in the crossfire of sprays or bees or rodents or worms, like where do you draw the line? And I was like, how do you, do you just not acknowledge it? Is that it's so hypocritical? Well, that's pretty much what they do do. They just don't acknowledge it. and uh, Or they'll circle back to, well, you kill more because you're killing the animal and you're also feeding them all the crops. So then you got to go down there. Well, you know what? We're actually, we don't feed our animals those crops, but most people do. So they they just, they, so then even the, the bad, agriculture still they're not feeding human grade crops to no right so you you can't again you know that's where my copy and paste file comes the thing is with vegans is there there are a few camps there's the the ones that are just outright lying they're not even vegan they just love that fight right (laughs) yes i've seen some of them or, or they're wannabe vegans, right? You know, in their hearts, they, they, they think they are, but they're, they're at the McDonald's drive-through at 3 a.m. with their Bella Clavas popping, you know, factory farm <laughs> chicken nuggets in their lie holes, right? <laughs> Honest to God. And, um, and then you have, you know, the, you have the true vegans. Like you can tell because those are the absolute full-blown crazy ones. Those are the ones they look vegan they look terrible they're they're batshit crazy and you know they're actually vegans you know they've they've been pushing this diet for a you know a few years and uh and then there's the honeymooners right they've been vegan they've come off the worst like you know you know potato chip (laughs) i've got that i've got that meme that i i well i've made a meme of it it was a tweet that I, I put out once that said, I don't know what kind of crack cocaine fried dough ball, you know, paint huff and diet made you that veganism made you feel better, but yeah. it sure wasn't a local, you know, regenerative meat diet. But the, so you have the, 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 those are the ones we, I, I believe we hear from almost the most are the honeymooners. They do feel better. You know, they're not very well educated on even veganism. They've just, you know, they bought a bunch of Beyond Meat and they, they've stopped eating, you know, drinking, you know, Coca-Cola and, and they feel good for a little while, right up until they don't. But those are the ones I believe we talk to the most. They're just ignorant. They're new at it. They're, or they're very, very young and their parents are buying them this, this fad diet. And that's what it is. It's a fad for them it's cool right now to be a teenager vegan right yeah and propagated by people like greta thunberg right (laughs) i thought we weren't gonna go down that rabbit oh my god (laughs) she did so much damage you know and i i that's one of the the things that i i've been attacked by even my own people was criticisms of of her right and it's not really her it's the green machine behind her we're we've we've got so so much access to knowledge right now and yet we're so single-minded and ignorant because of it yeah you know it's having a little bit of information 
but not understanding the full picture like you're reading a paragraph yeah. document and you're not getting the context or the background or just seeing things clearly can you not see this clearly like how i just explained you know the the the, the notoriety she got so quickly you know there's lots of young people that are doing really important things out there you know that nobody's ever heard of yeah but you know you attach climate to it and what what's the message there don't use fossil fuels oh okay yeah well then what what are we doing there's never an answer there's never a, a game plan there's just this black and white stop using fossil fuels well, sorry, Greta, I don't have a billionaire uh, friend in Hollywood to lend me his sailboat. You yeah. know, I still have to drive my car to or or lend you a Tesla to drive <laughs> around. You know, like, who, who, do we have this option out there? No, we don't. And I'm not a teenager that can do all my errands on a bicycle either. So it's just easy next. to blame cows. Yeah. Or yeah. So let's just, yeah. Tell everybody not to use any fossil fuels, cold Turkey and cow farts and that we've solved all the world's problems right yeah. there. Right. Honestly, it was, global, it was the global food justice or maybe it was sustainable dish. One of them did a great um, post about the summit and why no one, no one ever mentioned how cows and regenerative agriculture could actually be part of the solution. They were all just focused on it being the problem. And it's just, it's just so wrong like they're not where's our lobbyists like who should be lobbying that at these well that that's that's the thing right we are we are not powerfully backed we aren't and that's what i keep telling everybody and if anybody listens to this please hear me we have to do this we are a boots on the ground small entity that needs to everybody get all hands on deck you need to share and you need to to comment and you need to support people like well ethical omnivore your ranch everybody you can that is doing this because we can't do it without all the little people right this is where our community has to step up yeah. has to and they just aren't enough and then you have people like myself, you know, daily having to post. It's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting, especially with the pushback that I get. Yeah. Right. It's a, I think so I don't know what to do to get through to people, but I I think we, we have to work harder. Yeah. We just have to keep on plugging away. Like I think the one that I recommend to everyone is your page and sustainable dish. I think Diana Rogers and Rob Wolf, their book is amazing. And her page, sacred cow, sustainable dish and the global food justice post amazing things. But even then, like they're bigger than we are, but I still don't think they have the voice in power. I think they're getting closer, but we, yeah, it's, there is a, is a solution here, but there's no money in it for the big, chemical fertilizer or big pharma or big corporations they wouldn't make any money from it because it's using natural cows and grass and <laughs> well here's but here's the kind of you know here's so i have a good friend um who who sent me a pretty sad email and she just said that 
and she was, I'm not going to name her cause I'm not sure I, I have permission to do that. Okay. Um, but you'd probably know her if, if I did. And, um, anyway, she sent me an email saying that she is no longer going to publicly advocate for regenerative agriculture wow. because there is too many sellouts. So that's the other thing we're coming up against. So we have um, the people that do make it big, finally get a voice, sell out to craft, to general mills, you know, and these, these guys are claiming that they're going to stay true to the regenerative message, but come on. General Mills, what are they going to do? They're going to throw some cover crops on all of their, you know, like what is it? A, so General Mills is now saying we're going to make a million um, um, acres regenerative. Well, why not make it all regenerative? Why just a million? And how and what's their definition of regenerative? So we're having sellouts happen. And I mean, if somebody gave me 10 million dollars to take eom over you know i what would i say no at this point i'd hope i would honestly i hope i would if i knew it was just going to get corrupted um but that's hard to like you know mark sisson of you know mark's daily apple followed him for years and he sold his product line it was a paleo or he calls it primal, not paleo, because I do believe he believes in the, in the raw milk. Um, he had a great like barbecue uh, salad dressing line kind of thing, you know, and he sold out to craft. So he had this huge following of people that followed him because he was he was true to his, his message. And then now what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to support craft? not in your life it's unfortunate for sure money talks i guess when yeah this is right it's hard it's hard to say no and stick to your you know your your path your belief. what i want to do eventually i don't know how i'm going to do it i'm not very good at asking for money but i do want to um i would love to go on an international tour and show what regenerative agriculture looks like all around the world yeah right I mean, it's not a from, concept. I mean, regenerative agriculture is really an old no. It's not new at all. No. Uh, absolutely not new. It's that's the original agriculture, right? Yeah, for sure. You know it. You know until we we um, we had to mass produce everything, or we felt we had to, for for you know, certainly for for pricing right it's it's economical when you make things mass produced but i don't think even at that time they thought it would it would be destroying the soil like it does no you know um dust bowls and and the animal welfare aspect can be horrid and then not always though so i'm not i'm not going to attack farmers I, I just i can't bring myself to do that i can i can criticize farming methods yeah but where do you where do you see eom going or where would you like to see it going you've mentioned that you would love to be able to have international hubs is that still a thing or is that 
you is there any I, I to be honest with you I'm starting a new business with a friend this year um, it's called Regener Eats okay. and we are going to um, be a marketing company for regenerative farmers and ranchers okay. and so we're going to do delivering and we're going to just take a lot of the work off the farmer's hands and and hopefully that will like there's people that are doing that now but again we they're not always they're not always top notch like you go to whole foods and the stuff in there is lots of it's absolutely ridiculous right yeah we want to be truly truly regenerative and uh and local and seasonal and the whole bit so that's our push and we want to have a, a couple product lines and again we want to take some of that off of farmers plates Excellent. pun intended yeah yeah so that's something i'm going to do um ethical omnivore i'm going to my dream is to um have it be a non-profit if not charity eventually. So it'll be kind of a, just a, an, um, I'll tame it down obviously for that. It'll be just a resource, like an information resource. Yeah. Um, kind of a hub. We also wanna have a, um, a directory. So my, my initial goal was to have an international directory of, of not just um regenerative farming but just uh sustainable products um so if you you have a direct line i mean you you have it anyway with your eom exit etc but if you have a, a direct line to everybody you want to speak to what is the one message that you want them to take to heart oh as i've said uh earlier the one message is that the only thing that will save our food system is to support local seasonal regenerative or sustainable however you want to look at it agriculture we have to we have to shift we just have to and again everybody needs everybody who truly is even a tiny bit passionate about this has got to step up their game grab on to the people that they believe in and support them 100 percent, and support them financially too you yeah. know farmers need your money people like me need your your help and support you know, we're not asking for millions. Like if I've got what 30,000 now followers on Facebook, if everybody could shoot me, you know, five bucks a month, I could quit my day job and truly get going with ethical omnivore. Right. And that's not too far, far reach. Like that was my last question and I'll probably cut it there, but, um, you have, you do have the reach. I just read this great book and it was a free book from Instagram that, I, I I ordered and it's um sell like crazy by Sabri Subi, but it's he's a bit much, but his book is amazing and it's all that you have this following, you have this this network of people that you literally could monetize, and it's all about getting that offer and getting that to work. And you would it would probably be great for you to read. It's free. I think you have to pay postage and packaging, which is nine bucks. But it was um. You, you have an audience for that. Like you really could. 
whether it yeah I, I and that goes that's back to my my problem I have a very hard time asking for money I do I I, I have a hard time asking for help period right in in all aspects of my life you know and it does shoot me in the foot when it comes to stuff like this so I have to find a way to get over myself um, and just come out and ask because you're not going to get it till you ask for it right I wouldn't ask for money per se I would do like a lot of these people are I mean, you have the following on Instagram and Facebook and you would do something like, like a guide, like it's a, a, you pull together a PDF and it's got some great, some great um, basics of regenerative ag plus ethical omnivore plus what people could do. And it's, they send an email, they pay their five bucks and instantly they get this PDF in their inbox. So they're buying it. Like I've, I bought calendars off Instagram when we were st st uh, starting out that was, you know, how to streamline your posting. And I'm like, okay, it's only five bucks. I'll buy that. <laughs> right, right. Well, we have tried to sell a few things. We had, we put out a beautiful calendar. Uh, we didn't get around to one this year, um, the year before. And it was, it was still a struggle you know, and the calendars were gorgeous and it promoted all these farmers and every calendar was a season and it had gorgeous pictures and a, a, a regenerative quote. And it was like pulling teeth to but sell that, them. That's a physical thing. Like if you have your website, you have it all set up that it's, it's already stored. So as soon as you get that payment, it's in their email straight away. Like you right. don't have to ship anything. They don't have to wait for anything. It's literally one of these, I've had a couple of glasses of wine and I'm trolling the internet and whoo, that <laughs> I'll buy that. And you'd be surprised. Lordy, Lordy knows I've done that oh, a million times. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it is after a couple of glasses of wine, interestingly enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's something I've got to quit talking about and get, and get uh, sorted here really, really quick. I'm not getting any younger. And this is my retirement plan. It's not just, you know, monetarily my retirement plan. It's what I want to do. I want to go on speaking tours. I want to be able to just dedicate all my energy full time to this message. Yeah, that is my that's my that's my dream. That's it's my dream. Important message for sure. Like we like we gave up our our livelihoods that like we were both in the yachting world. Like uh, mm -hmm. I did satellite communications for big yachts and my husband was chief end. Oh, wow. These are luxury yachts. Like they're privately owned 60 meters, 70 meter privately owned yachts with like a full crew. And um, that's how we met. And we um, moved to China and we were building big yachts for an American European market. And we were living out there. And then we moved to Canada when I got pregnant with our, our sons we've been here for almost 13 years um and then we were building he uh, my husband ended up working for a shipyard in richmond building yachts for right. platinum marine and i was um still working for a satellite communications firm traveling all over and it was like we'd always wanted to do this this was our dream like i remember when we first met we were in a bar in monaco and scott had told me that he eventually wanted to leave the yachts and ha and raise wagyu cows and i was like sure we can do that <laughs> and we just met and and this is what we do like we gave it all up and we're on a ranch five hours inland and nowhere near the ocean and raising ethically raised grass-fed beef using regenerative agriculture yeah no that's just that that's those are the stories that just they you fill me full of hope 
<laughs> people like you know it's the truth um and that's why i will risk everything my usually my my account but <laughs> um everything to support you with all of my heart it, it's something i believe in i believe i was born to do if and you need any help i can i'm happy to be a sounding board brainstorming whatever. well you know what <laughs> I, I would love that let's just uh let's become like true buddies here because yeah i do need i do need help you know and i i feel almost like i've overtaxed my poor little admin team because there is no money in it and you are doing it like you know at the it's it's a community but it, it is my community right and so i have amazing admins but i i do need i do need to to i do need more people that are dedicated to this cause to 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 help to help uh, get it to the next level i am starting youtube i'm starting video there's i'm very shy of video for some reason i'm not quite sure even why like even talking to you oh i don't think my hair is done <laughs> i still have covid hair um and yeah there's no need for it so yeah um but i it's our it's the next step and i think video will i'll do quite well with it yeah, for sure. I, I can I can be charming when I when I put my mind to it. I would recommend <laughs> that book because you would. I think. You would can you just send me a link to that? Because I I'll send you a link. Yeah, please. I read it. I was doing. I am doing seventy-five hard, seventy-five days of like two workouts a day and no alcohol and no cheat days, and you've got to read a nonfiction advancement book ten pages every day. And I picked that for the first book, and I was hooked. Like it's it makes sense like it's like you know it all but it's when it's put into a formula and a step-by-step -step guide of start with this and then you end up with this it's like oh my god this makes so much sense like it's it's not rocket science but it takes someone to put it into yeah to put it into a like you said a formula a working formula because it can be very overwhelming you know i get quite overwhelmed when i think of all of the things i have to do and then you it paralyzes you because you aren't taking small bites at it right yeah so yeah please please send me that link and i'll i'll get on that right away i'm happy to be a sounding board we're always here yeah no i um i'm gonna i'm gonna hold you to task on that Absolutely, one there yeah. girl and you might just regret it but no that's fine scott's good He's pretty good scott's always my i get get an idea and i'm like let's do it now and i want to fly and i want to soar and he grounds me he's like let's take a minute and we'll think about it and we'll work it out and i you're, <laughs> it you're very lucky you're very lucky yeah absolutely and i'm i'm really honored to to be talking to you right now and also to know you and again what you do is is why i have a a reason to do what i do so thank you for that it works absolutely ways. i i use you as a as an information database daily <laughs> oh beautiful thank you so, thank yeah, you it works both ways yeah excellent well this was very enjoyable and i hope you had fun and um i if you could send me do you want this under yourself or under eom i was kind of thinking it would be ethical omnivore movement episode 
Oh yeah, no, yes, definitely that. I I am ethical omnivore and ethical omnivore is me. There's no way to divide the two. So, you know, I have tried, but it doesn't work. So it's a package deal. So yes, please, ethical omnivore movement. I would love that. If you could send me, if you're okay, otherwise we'll just use the logo, uh, a picture of that would represent you and then i will photoshop the logo and your profile together and that'll be the profile for the episode and then if you have any like i'll probably link it does the eom have a website or is it just the facebook and instagram oh no we have a website we chatted for i think almost an hour and a half and i've edited it down to as much as I could and I did not want to split it up into two episodes so I hope we didn't mind the slightly longer episode than we normally have but I think every word was worth it. Mm -hmm.